Thank you, Debbie. Brian, Jason, good job. Appreciate it very much, Eddie. Good to have you back. Um, let's continue our Do It Today series. Uh, saying Do It Today, let's also say, let's wait until Tuesday. Be in prayer for Amanda, Justin, expecting baby boy this Tuesday. Looking forward to that. Did you decide a name yet? Did you go with Mikey? No? Still going to flip a coin at the last minute? That's what it's coming down to, guys. All right. Looking forward to that, though. Congratulations, and we'll be in prayer for them on Tuesday as well. Um, so, but let's wait till Tuesday on that. Uh, today, we're going to talk about kindness. Kindness today. I love this Mark Twain quote up here. You can read it. That, that language which deaf can hear and the blind can see. Just like Jason was talking about with his offering uh, meditation earlier. Uh, kindness is contagious. It's the kind of thing that you can look to and it can really strengthen you. It's the kind of thing when you see somebody being kind, truly being kind to someone else, it makes you think, yeah, I want to be a part of that. That's, that's something special. I want to say uh, I've had some kindness uh, given to me by our, by our elders. They gave me their blessing uh, next week and it was kind of uh, Latonia Christian to invite me to come back and speak there, um, the church where I grew up, next week, their 119th anniversary. They're a few years older than our church, so I'll be there next Sunday. And thank you for giving me your blessing to go do that. It means a lot to me. And I guess the good thing about whenever you go somewhere and preach once, you can kind of take from your selection that you've just recently done and be familiar with it and use whatever you think is the best. So I appreciate some of your all's guidance and advice on that. Um, looking forward to it, but I'll miss you guys too. Please be here. Be kind to Scott and be here for me next week. I'm very blessed to have a, a good associate minister here with us right now that can get up and preach at a moment's notice and do a great job. And I'm looking forward to listening to that uh, later on. We're blessed to have the video. Uh, thank you for the kindness. I think it's important, though, that we remember that when we are kind, we are representing our faith. It's not just a matter of being nice, all right? And now being nice is important too, and being nice, I believe, is part of being kind, but it's not just being nice. I'm talking about true, heartfelt kindness. Whenever you are being kind to someone, you're treating them the way that you would want to be treated. Whenever you're being kind because you know that kindness really comes from God. That's where the originator of all kindness is going to be, the author of kindness, if you will. And whenever we are kind to people, each other and those in our community, we truly are representing Jesus. We are being advocates for him. I remember back in the day when this used to happen more often. And guys, I'm challenging you right now. This is something we need to be teaching our sons. Hold the door for ladies. Hold the door for other people. Open the door for your wife or your mother or whoever you're getting in the car with. Uh, it's just one of those chivalrous things that has gone by the wayside. And look, the fact is I'm all about equality between men and women. Women, maybe you should open the door for the men too. But, but, guys, this is something I think we need to make sure that we continue to do out of respect. I know that that's how my dad raised me, and I can tell you my grandpa would grab me by the ear if I never opened the door for a lady. That's kindness in action. That's faith in action. But think about the other side of that, that Christian character that we have, that we represent whenever we go anywhere. I'm going to tell you a story right now. Uh, it happened some years ago. I uh, 
was, was blessed after a Sunday morning church service to go out to eat with my family. And many of you all do that every week. Brian was talking about not thinking about eating, and then I immediately started thinking about eating. And I thought, this guy's not thinking about eating because he knows he's going to the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> but the, wherever it was that day, I don't even remember. I don't even remember where it was, but we went and we sat down as a family. And someone that I went to church with came up and greeted me. Hey, Mikey, how are you? Good to see you. Uh, good service this morning, so on and so forth. And went and sat down uh, with their family at another table. It wasn't long before they started complaining and griping and treating the waitress awful. Zero kindness. Zero. The steak wasn't cooked right. Oh, and just saying, look, you got your steak cooked wrong. You might have to say, hey, you know, y'all cooked my steak wrong. Can you, can, can you get it right? There's nothing wrong with that. Please don't take me wrong. But that's not how this particular man behaved. Instead, he was berating of the, uh, the, the poor waitress, demanded to see the chef, who then came out, apologized through and through. I'm sorry. Let us fix it. Uh, to the point, yelling at this man. I thought how embarrassed I was. Because here I am as the guy who was just sitting at a table with my family, and, and, and this man comes up and, and says, good service this morning. Yeah, I'm his preacher, and now he's behaving like that right in front of me even. How embarrassing. I was ashamed. I was disappointed. I was embarrassed. And I really had it in my mind to, to grab him on his way out the door and be like, what were you thinking? What kind of representation of our church, of our faith was that? Then I remembered some of the times that how I'd behaved at softball games or some of the times how I'd behaved whenever I should have been more kind. The fact is I did speak to him about it eventually and said, you know what? This is not okay. It's not okay if I was to behave that way. wouldn't be okay if you were to behave that way. I cannot tell you enough how important it is for us as Christians to behave in a kind manner, especially out in public as well as to each other. I think that kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? It probably should. Who is going to look at a Christian who's going to behave in a rude and crude way to another human being and say, yeah, that's what I want to be a part of. I, I want to be a part of that, that group, that faith. Of course not. We've got to represent our faith. And the best way I know that we can do that on a day-to-day -day basis is that example that we set through our kind actions towards each other. Proverbs 21, 21 from the ESV says, Whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. Think, think about that for a second, y'all. Are you pursuing righteousness? Are you pursuing kindness? Are you showing your faith through your kindness. If not, we need to be. As Christians on an everyday basis, everyday Christians, every day means that we are kind people. Listen, that doesn't mean that we never get upset. That doesn't mean that our steak is always cooked right, because it, it won't be. But we're kind about it when it's not. Here's some ways I know that we can show kindness on a daily basis. Number one, we're going to have hospitality. Welcome. Throw out the welcome mat. You guys do a good job about that here. If someone comes in these doors and they're new, I feel like you guys do a pretty daggone good job saying, hey, welcome to Hartford Christian Church. I'm proud of you for that. Keep up the good work with that. What about the Apostle Paul? 
he had an example of this welcome map thrown out to him one time. And he had a shipwreck. You can find it in Acts 28. And basically what's going to happen is they're taking Paul as a prisoner from Jerusalem all the way to Rome, where he's going to stand trial in front of, in front of Caesar. And even though he had given the advice to say, hey, you all, we better not keep going on this boat trip. We're going to crash right now. We better wait. They didn't take his advice. Long story short, they end up shipwrecked, and they end up uh, marooned on the island of Malta. What happened? Those islanders, they could have done anything. These guys, they were helpless. None of them had perished. None of them had died. The soldiers were still there. The prisoners were still there. Paul and those with him were still there. And and these islanders, they they could have probably just killed them, quite honestly. But instead, they showed hospitality. They welcomed them. Paul calls it extraordinary kindness. Uh, Unusual kindness is what the NLT says in in, in verse 2 of chapter 28 out of Acts. The islanders showed us an unusual kindness. They built a fire. They welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. They wanted to make sure they were warm. They wanted to make sure they were fed. They wanted to make sure they were safe. Hospitality. Again, when someone walks through our doors, we might not build a fire up here on stage, but we want to make them feel warm. And we want to make them feel welcome. And we want to make sure that they're fed. And we want to make sure that they know that we want you here to worship Jesus Christ with us. See, kindness is welcoming. When we show kindness in our lives, man, it's contagious. People want to be around it. People want to know, why is that person so kind? Whenever we show kindness here within the walls of our auditorium, our church building, People, they want to come back to it. They want to be a part of it. They want to say, hey, that church is kind. And that's the kind of church I want to be at. Kindness is welcoming. Kindness is hospitable. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Just one more little thing to think about. Don't forget to show hospitality for strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Think about that one for a second. Because if you really start thinking about it really long and hard, it could just go and blow your mind, right? How many times have you been kind to someone that you've never seen again? You just never know, do you? Maybe it was holding the door for somebody at the gas station on your way up to uh, Owensboro. Really, there's no gas station between here and there, is there? Well, anywhere. Maybe it's just saying please and thank you. Maybe, maybe it's someone that walks through our doors on a Sunday morning. You just never know. Now, chances are that it wasn't an angel. Chances are it was a human being. But chances are you made their day a little bit better and you set a good example. You just never know. So what about that please and thank you? That's communication step number two to make sure that we're going to have kindness in our lives as Christians. We've got to make sure that we communicate that kindness as well. Think about this verse, Ephesians 4.29. It's been in my mind a little bit this week. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Now think about that first part, foul or abusive language. What is that? We're not going to go with a list of words right now. But you know what foul and abusive language is. Sometimes it is maybe that four-letter word that you're not supposed to say. And sometimes it's just discouraging words towards somebody. 
Sometimes it's just being mean or hateful. And it just kind of makes you think, what gives you the right? What gives you the right to talk to someone that way? Maybe it's because your steak wasn't cooked right. Maybe it's because you had a different opinion. Whatever the case may be, Scripture's pretty clear, isn't it? Don't use this type of language. But instead, what? Let everything you say be good and helpful. So that your words will be an encouragement to those that hear them. An encouragement. Now, there is no one here today that can say, I've never failed at this. Not one of us. And we've got some pretty kind people here. But we've all said something at some point or another. Got to learn to tame that tongue, which is going to be an impossible beast to tame at times. But if it's not helpful and it's not encouraging, it's probably not worth saying. You know what Grandma Turner used to teach me? If you don't have something nice to say, don't do what? Don't say anything at all. Don't say anything at all. Again, that's not meaning that we can't have our opinions. But we can say it in a nice way. We can say it in a soft way, like it says in Proverbs. Kindness isn't discouraging. In fact, kindness is encouraging. Are you having encouraging words towards each other? Are you saying nice things, kind things to each other, things that will help, things that will build them up? Like it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, right? Therefore, build each other up and encourage each other, just as in fact you are doing. That communication can be very, 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 very crucial to someone's faith. What about the story of Ruth, Boaz, Naomi? Ruth showed great kindness to Naomi when she said, you know what, mother-in-law, I'm not going to go away from you. Her husband had died. They were widows. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to stay with you. Till the very end, I'm going to stay with you. And Ruth went out. She started working in this field, even though she wasn't really one of Boaz's workers. And what's he going to do? He's going to show kindness to her. He's going to give her kind words. She was in a very uh, tough spot in her life. She needed some kind words. And, of course, we know that these kind words would, would lead to a marriage that would, would eventually lead to King David. Right? He's going to be the grandson, the great-grandson of, of Ruth and, and Boaz. Think about that for a second, because that's also the lineage of Jesus Christ. Here's what Ruth said about the kindness that she was showed in, in verse 2 of her book, 2.13. You have comforted me by speaking so kindly to me, even though I am not one of your workers. Now think about this in our daily lives right now, and, and, and the aspect that we could put this in. Speaking kindly to those that aren't Christians, I think that would fit here for sure, but not just those that aren't Christians, also to each other. The fact is, what we should look at here is that she had comfort. Why? Because he came up and really gave it to her? How dare you? No, because he spoke kindly to her. Those comforting words, guys, that we have. So very, very important. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 through 5. I'm just going to read this one. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, with the, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Jesus. That comfort that comes from God that can be shared with others. 
through encouraging words, through kindness. And what's next? Humility. Sometimes being kind means that we've got to really humble ourselves. See, we've got to not just welcome people in and then say, get to the back of the line, do we? We've got to welcome people in and say, here, come take my spot in the front. Come take my spot in the very front of this line. Yeah, because the whole saying of nice guys finish last, maybe in that race, but not in the biggest race of them all. I promise you that's not the case. Micah chapter 6, verse 8, again from the ESV, says, What does the Lord require of you to do? Justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Putting others before yourself. In your lives, at church, at your work, with your family, driving up the street, wherever the case may be. See, we've got to have that humility and that kindness wherever we go. At the steak restaurant when they cook your steak wrong. At the ball field, even if the umpire was clearly, clearly wrong on the call. <laughs> um, on social media. On, on the highway. All right? These are some places that probably all of us have struggled with kindness at one time or another. And maybe you've not got social media, and maybe that's a good thing, but have you ever not gotten a little bit aggravated at someone and not been too kind driving up the road? fact is we've all had those moments whenever we forget to be selfless see kindness is selfless it's it's not just welcoming it's not just encouraging it's also selfless true kindness not just being nice see you're not being kind for your own recognition that might we be we could consider that maybe just being nice you're being kind because you're selfless Luke chapter 6, verse 31 through 36. You, you should know some of these verses. I'm just going to have 35 up there right now. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Right? Without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will, you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. Think about that for a second. You're not expecting anything in return. You're going to be very humble about your kindness. It's the golden rule. Now, how many times, I don't know about you all, but with some of the kids over the years, I've had to correct them. They think, do unto others as you would want them to do to you. Not do unto others as they did unto you. Right? Man, we'd be in trouble if we lived like that. We wouldn't have kindness at all. We would be no different from the world. We've got to have kindness in our lives, guys. And that kindness means even when they did bad to you, even when they were your enemy, even whenever you lent to them and you thought, just maybe they'll pay me back, even whenever you gave them kindness and they did not repay your kindness with kindness, instead they repaid it with evil. Even then, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So let me ask you, next time that you are having a problem with being kind, I want you to think, is this how I would want someone to treat me? And if not... Cut it out. Plain and simple. Cut it out. That's not how Christians behave. And what does the end of that verse say? A great reward. A great reward. An awesome thing is going to happen. See, nice guys, they don't finish last. Kind people, they don't finish last. It's people that have Jesus in their hearts that therefore exemplify this kindness. I promise you, folks, you will not finish last. Kindness is a righteous investment. 
Oh, it's a righteous investment indeed. The kind that we need to be investing in daily, every day, all the way, 24-7, nonstop. And if we happen to accidentally take a little bit out of that deposit, we need to put some more back in it. So let me ask you, are you making an investment in kindness? Are the words that you say encouraging? Are you welcoming to people? Are you selfless when it comes to your kind actions? If not, it's time for us to do these things. Realize that I could be kinder in my life. Humble yourself. You got to realize that, right? Humble yourself. Maybe you don't know as much as you think you might know. Maybe you are approaching it completely wrong. And after you can finally realize that, let's rethink how I'm going to handle this situation, how I can approach this situation in my life. Rethink how you are talking to someone. Rethink if you're truly being welcoming. Rethink if you've not allowed someone to come in line in front of you. And resolve. Resolve to live a life with the application of faith that we call kindness. So what is kindness then? Well, we've mentioned a few things. Galatians 6, 9, and 10 says this, let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith, especially to each other, especially. So what is kindness? It's tireless and determined. It's an opportunity to plant to grow and to harvest. Talk about planting seeds for Christ. Folks, kindness is a great way to do that. Talk about growing in our faith, spiritual growth. Folks, kindness is the way to do that. We talk about getting to a spot where we can reap a harvest for the kingdom of God. Folks, kindness is a way to do that. What is kindness? Kindness is priceless. And it's something that we must never, ever, ever, as followers of Jesus Christ, forget. We must be generous with our kindness. Would you all please bow with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for the kindness that you have given us in our lives. Help us to exemplify that, Lord, every day, to set that example, that those seeds may be planted, that we would have that growth, that we can reap a harvest. Help us to put ourselves last. Help us to be welcoming. Help us to always remember to use those kind and encouraging words. Lord, we thank you so very much for the opportunity we have to come together as a church family to worship you. Help us now, Lord, to go encourage ourselves to live this life that you have asked us to live, a life as a Christian, every day, all the way. Lord, we thank you so very much for your son, Jesus. And we ask that through him and the strength that he provides, that we could be kind today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.